Into sports. 20 yards out. Urs shoot. Don't oh, oh, what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! And get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. With Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites. Football. On Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie Alright, it is that time of a Thursday. John Giles is with us. Good evening, John. So we have Liverpool against Spurs coming up a little bit later on. And things haven't got any better for Liverpool, to put it mildly, since we last spoke. A big shock this night last week when they were beaten by Burnley. Knocked out of the FA Cup then by Manchester United. There's no real sign at the moment of this turning around for Jurgen Klopp. No, no. Uh, they're all difficult matches uh, that they have, Nathan. Um, mm. But as you know, in football, one result can change change a lot. They're never, they're, they, they, I don't think they're going to lose it totally, Liverpool. I think they're too good for that, uh, Nathan. Uh, but is, is that not what's happened, that, John? Sorry? Have they not lost? When you look at the results of the past month, do you, do you not feel they have actually lost it totally? When you look at the results that are there? Yeah, the results have been poor. There's no doubt about it, uh, Nathan. They've had a lot of injuries, as we know. Uh, I don't think the morale has gone down. I don't think they uh, really give up when I watch them play. Uh, they just haven't been good enough to, to, to and play as well as they did last year, obviously, uh, to get the, the results better than they have. Mm. A lot I don't of it. think it's only it's fundamentally wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, in terms of uh, like Klopp's position at the club, um, whether he's still in charge, uh, whether he's still getting the best from the players, it, it, it's always very difficult to know. I think we did mention before. I might have mentioned that maybe the Salah situation yeah. can cause trouble. See, once once we don't know what's happening, we're only guessing a little bit. But I know for a fact that can happen to a club like Liverpool or anybody else. Uh, and I think we mentioned before, might have said, it's very, very hard to build up a morale. It's very difficult to define morale, Nathan. Mm. It's usually when everybody's pulling together, everybody's in good form, the manager's doing his stuff, um, and it's very, very easily broken. Yeah. You know, hard, hard to get, but easy to break. And in Salah's case, it might be, it might be, it's certainly in the paper a couple of weeks ago, and I think we discussed it before. He did make statements that looked like he wasn't happy at Liverpool and he wanted to get away. Definitely, that's right, I thought, uh, when, yeah. when I saw the comments. Now, if that is the case, that can destroy morale right? and in, the, in the team. It definitely can destroy, you know, and I go back and I just, I might have mentioned Leeds before, under Don Revy, when we were there for a long time together. And uh, he left, and we just won the league, and Brian Clough came in, and we were gone in 44 days, mm. Nathan, because he picked he picked on two two players to 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 praise above myself and other people uh, in in the team, uh, which were and he picked very very much so two two of the wrong players to to praise and that, and it just destroyed. We were destroyed. 
after 44 days from a team that had been together. Well, at that stage, I was with the Leeds lads for 11 years, mm. all pulling together, all going the same way. Don had, Don had left. Uh, uh, Brian Clough came in 44 days, and we were gone. You got to a Champions League or a European Cup final at the end of that season then. Yeah. So once Clough was gone, did the spirit return? It, 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 it returned for the big matches, Nathan. Right. But it never returned. There was some, there was some bad, bad, bad stuff in those 44 days um, that we never... We got together for what was then, I think, the European Cup. Yeah. So, but, but again, gone, I, really I, gone, I, I, gone. I totally understand what you're saying around the importance of one figure. Because from the outside, you'd often think, like, that Leeds team, it was a time when there weren't many transfers, so the core group had been together for years and years, and you knew each other inside out, and so you've spoken about it so many times, yes. about that bond of brothers that was there. Yes. That even internally, when that was going on with Clough, and it was starting to fall apart, that you couldn't, the experienced players couldn't bring it together to just hold out while Clough was there and maintain that spirit. No. No, because there were certain things happening in those 44 days that broke us up, Nathan. Right. What, what sort of stuff? Well, he picked on a couple of players that uh, 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 he was praising mm. and uh, criticising other players. For example, we, we played uh, Aston Villa in, uh, uh, their, 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 I think it was their 100th anniversary at uh, Villa Park. And I was on the subs bench and somebody got injured and I came on. And Terry Cooper played the ball down the left. And I got on to hit a really good ball into Alan Clark, you know, who scored. Yeah. And, and at halftime, Norman said, good ball, wee man. He called me wee man or whatever at the time. And Cluffy said, never mind the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it, it was the goal scored and that mattered. Yeah. Right? Now, and then it, it, uh, that, that type of thing, it was, Alan Clark was involved in it. And Gordon McQueen, they were two players that were involved in that at that time. Right. And uh, it, 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 it broke us up. And when you look at the way Liverpool are playing at the moment, because it's just in such contrast to where they were last season, where it was 100 miles an hour and everything seemed to come off and it was thrilling style of football. Whereas watching them against Burnley last week, it was slow, it felt very predictable, that actually for Burnley, they were so solid at the back that they dealt with Liverpool quite easily. How does the, if there is an issue in terms of morale, how does that affect the actual play on the pitch? Um, well, it's very hard to describe that, Nathan. Mm. It, 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 it's very hard to describe morale. It's everybody pulling together. And uh, if, if the morale is, 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 is broken for some reason or other, it, it's very hard to describe it. It's, you know, it's like give all, everybody's together, we're on the pitch. Uh, you, probably, you probably don't try as hard, Nathan, yeah. as, as, you, as you do. You know, if somebody is, is, has you felt, well... What's he on about this guy? You know, it, 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 it's, it's very hard to describe it. But you're not getting back maybe as quickly as you should. You're not getting forward as quickly as you should uh, in, 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 in the games. And listen, I think we know through sport that confidence is a funny thing as well. When you look at somebody like Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, well, is lifting the Premier League trophy seven, eight months ago, a year ago has been talked about as one of the best fullbacks in the world. And right now, just looks like an absolute shadow of that player. I know you'd always concerns about him defensively, but doesn't seem to be contributing really in an attacking sense at the moment. 
for Jurgen Klopp, what, what, what does he do? What would you advise him to do in that scenario with somebody like Alexander-Arnold, who's just not happening for it? Do you have to well, trust that he'll play his way through it? Well, well I'll, I'll give you my take on it, Nathan. When they were doing what they were doing last year, with Robertson and Alexander doing what they did. Now, it, it, in, in my mind, uh, I never agreed with the full-backs being uh, attackers. Mm. Right, because... When the ball's on the other side of the field, I always believed that, the, that say, say Alexander's going forward, Robertson gets into a cover position, and vice versa. Right Now, what they did last year was that both of them went at the same time, right? which was a very attack-minded, but it would be against my principle for what it's worth. Okay? Yeah. But they played so well that these guys were getting on the ball, and they were creating chances. And if you look at their stats, you know, their assists were very, very good. Now, this year, when they're not playing so well, Nathan, Robertson and uh, Alexander are still going forward when the ball's on the other side of the field. Right? Yeah. If you go back to the match against Manchester United, a long ball for Rashford put Greenwood through. Yeah. Right? And Robertson was up at the halfway line. In the second half, when uh, Green, Greenwood played a good ball to, to Rashford, he was through to score, right? And Alexander was on the halfway line. Yeah. Right? So what's changed is that Liverpool are not playing as well as they did last year to take advantage of these guys getting into position where they're taking chances. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So now it, what, they, what was working for them last year is working against them. Like, if you look at their stats now, Robertson and Alexander, their stats wouldn't be that good in making goals in CIS this year. No. But you don't, have, you don't have stats for them being in the wrong position. And but, were they, last season then, when Liverpool had everybody available, when they had Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk at yes. centre-back, yes. like, is that where their loss is most keenly felt, that actually Robertson could do what he wanted because he had the speed and the brilliance and the awareness of van Dijk yeah. that no matter what happened, he'd cover him? Yes. Well, well. first of all, you see, they, they, they wouldn't be losing the ball, Nathan. Mm. Like, the, what happened last week against Manchester United, you see, when Robertson, Robertson is, is getting forward and expecting to get the ball come to him, like they did last year, right? They lost the ball. And then it's a long ball from, from Rashford to Greenwood, who's in through, through, through the score. And the yeah. second one, in other words, they didn't lose the ball last year, the way they're losing it this year, which is poor play. Now, that could be Van Dijk, it could be Gomez, it could be anything. But the fact is, is, it's not happening. And if you look now, like even at the match last week, like you could say, Robertson should have been on the cover. Mm. Alexander should have been on the cover. Now, that's what I would believe, right? That, that would be my, leaf in my, my, my take on football. But last year, I, couldn't, I, I wasn't criticizing him because it was working yeah. all the time. Yeah. Now it's not working. That's actually the, the, what they were doing last year, which was creating goals. Now, it, 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 the way they're, they're defending, it's, it's costing them goals. Mm. That's, only, that's one of the, the, the aspects of it, uh, Nathan. Yeah. But it's a very important one. See, in my time, if I was managing a team, I, would, I, wouldn't, been, I wouldn't have allowed Robertson to get forward when the ball was on the other side of the field. Because what you're supposed to say is, well, what traditionally in football... As a fullback, when the ball's on the other field, you've got to assume that you're going to lose the ball. Mm. Right? And vice versa when the ball's on the other side of the field. Now, what Liverpool were doing was saying, 
they're not they're looking at the best, not the worst. Yeah. And it worked for them. Yeah. It did work for them. But this season they're not playing as well, Nathan. And it it, it, it then then I think it's working against them. That's one of the reasons they're not playing as well as they they can play. I, I do want to talk about Manchester United because you touch on Marcus Rashford and maybe his performances over the last two, three days sort of sum up United. Now Liverpool played into his hands and he was brilliant in that yeah. FA Cup game. But then yeah. last night he was back to a, a lot of what we've seen from him and a huge amount of that Manchester United side, just this incredible inconsistency. What yeah. do you put down to last night's performance? Because despite the inconsistency, they've still gone on this brilliant run. They've put themselves into a position mm. where the top of the league. They are genuine title contenders, it seems. Mm. How does a performance like that happen? Um, well, I, I think it's... A lack of leadership from the manager. You have to. You have to look at the situation. I saw them like they were terrible. Mm. They were terrible. They weren't getting back Martial, uh, Fernandez when they should have been defended. And the attitude they had definitely was, "We're going to beat this team easily. We don't have to do the things that we did against Liverpool." Now, again, they wouldn't be consciously thinking that, but that's the way it was. And that's why a manager, when he's doing his stuff, insists before a match like that, you have to, you have to read it and say, I don't want any nonsense here. I want us to, to try harder against this team. Mm. Right. What they needed was a Roy Keane out there last night, Nathan, because it's easily done to think, well, we're playing well, we've beaten Liverpool, we're on a run, and all we have to do is go out on the pitch and play. That's what happens. They weren't at it, as they say in the game now. It was, it was this, we're going to beat this team easily. Now, that definitely comes, in my opinion, the leadership from the manager. No way should you allow that to happen. You, mm. you tell the players whether it be two days during the week, Liverpool is gone, it's finished, we were good. But we have to put the same effort, if not more effort, into this particular match. The... And it didn't happen, they were terrible last mm. night. They were terrible. They didn't get back when they should have got back. Every attack that the, the Sheffield United had, you could see, oh, that's no problem. We'll soon get away with that, or we'll soon get that out. It doesn't happen that way, Nathan. When you're playing against the lesser teams, it's, it, it, well, in, in, when I was where you are, I was at least United, we have to try harder against this team. Because you do it automatically against the big teams like Liverpool. You yeah. know, you're up, you're scared, you do it. But you have to make yourself do it. And you have to come down to what, what, what we used to say, anyway, down to their level in effort. So if we get outdo them for effort and, and, and applying ourselves to it, then we're better players, we'll beat them, or we should beat them. And they, Manchester United didn't have that. Professionally, they were awful against Sheffield United. Quite often as well when the criticism comes from Manchester United and we talk about him all the time, it rests on Paul Pogba's shoulders and again, listen, he didn't cover himself in glory last night. No, he but wasn't it, the only one though. But that, that's the thing, it does end up overshadowing the performances of, of other players, the likes of Rashford and particularly maybe somebody like Anthony Martial who has just a couple of Premier League goals so far this season. Like when you watch Martial, is he of the level Manchester United need if they're to try and sustain a title challenge? Well, well... He is if they're all having a go, Nathan. You know, he, I mean, Marshall never kills himself, but he was mm. even worse last night. But not, he wasn't the only one. Pogba wasn't there. Fernandez even wasn't there. None of them were at it last night. So you paid the price all round. You know, Pogba, Pogba is, is, has, been, has played well in the last few matches, but, but, but he's more than 
most people at times, not to be at it in the way that, that that's the expression now, at it, which is getting out to, to, to try, make a difference for the opposition, regardless of who they are. You give them the same respect as you do at Liverpool or, or Manchester City or all of the, the top teams that you're playing. Nathan. Yeah. That's how you gather your consistency over, over a season. You don't slip up against these teams unless they play exceptionally well and, you're, and you can still slip up with doing all the right things. But Manchester United weren't doing all the right things last night. They were doing all the wrong things and expecting to win easily. That's what happens. Not, that shouldn't, the manager shouldn't allow that to happen. In any match, you should be warning them immediately after the match against Liverpool. That was a great performance. Now, that was, that's done. We've got to go, go again now when we go to Sheffield United. And then the day before, you're still reminding them, and especially before you go out, there's no easy matches here. You have to do it. That didn't happen with mm. Manchester United. And they paid the price. I presume that suggests that in terms of a title challenge, their mentality is nowhere near where Liverpool were last season or Manchester City were for the couple of seasons before that. Yeah, well, well they're, they're, they're great, uh, great examples of it. You know, look at Liverpool last year. Every game they played, they were at it. They were at the opposition, at the opposition, getting ahead of them, clearing them off. You know, that's what you have to do. That's what you did when Manchester United, the oldest, and Keane was the, was the greatest at it. You know, I could imagine Keane there playing last night, but these players doing what they're doing around them. Mm. He'd go crackers. He'd go crackers, and they'd nobody to lead them in that particular way. I mean, Pogba's supposed to be a leader. Fernandes is, is generally a leader. But they, were, they weren't at it either. Yeah. So that's, and then in football, you paid the price. And they did pay the price. Can you sign that player? I know they probably can't sign him this January, but in the summer, can you go out and you, can you sign? Maybe they thought they'd got that player in Bruno Fernandes, but is that what they need? They need to bring no, in no, a different think, type of no, player, I'd a leader? Go back, I'd go back to Solskjaer. Right. It. So it's, He's it's the manager. manager. I mean, you can have leaders on the pitch, uh, and there's no doubt about that. But you had Ferguson. When, Ferguson wouldn't stand any nonsense whatsoever. And luckily enough, he had a lieutenant in, in, in Keane's place. But the manager sets the tone in a big way. In yeah. a big way. I mean, I, and Liverpool, when they were winning the stuff last year, I never saw them play in any of the matches last year the way Manchester United played last night. Klopp wouldn't have that. Yeah. I mean, he has his own problems this year because of injuries and various, various things, but not, not, not taking it for granted in any way that you can... That, that, because you have a, that's, it's human nature. You have a great win against Liverpool and you think, well, everything is going great. But the next match has nothing to do with Liverpool. Like, like, you're only as bad as your last match, Nathan. Yeah. You know, they say you're only as good as your last match. Same, you're only as, you're only as bad as your last match, so you have to pick up on it. But you, definitely you're only as good as your last match. And you have to be up for it more the second match when you're playing against the likes of Sheffield United. John, we need to take a quick break. There's a lot more we want to get through across Manchester City and maybe talk about the job David Moyes is doing at West Ham. But we'll take a very quick break. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie You're very welcome back. John Giles is with us as always on this Thursday evening. So Frank Lampard is gone. John, Thomas Tuchel is in. I don't know, would you ever read much into one match or whether there's a sign that things are changing? The fact he left a lot of those young English players... On the bench, what did you make of Chelsea first time out under Tuchel? I didn't see anything different, uh, Nathan. And to be honest, I wouldn't have expected to. I think he had two training sessions with them, and it, that's that's nothing. Yeah, it's really nothing. You got to give him uh, oh, at least two months. Mm. 
first of all to spot what he, he thinks is wrong and how to how to put his own uh, stamp on it. That takes that takes a bit of time. I don't know. It, it, it's uh, it's like Stephen Kenny coming into the Irish international team. He needs, in my opinion, still do eight matches at least because he's not there weekend, day in, day out. I mean, in the new manager's case at Chelsea, he's there with the lads every day. But he's, he's going to find at least six matches, seven matches to know which is his best team. Because mm. he'll try them, but he'll only know by trying them. You know, and that's, that's, that, that's the same with everybody. The, the job he has to do, and well, the job Frank Lampard wasn't able to do, it's, I guess, since modern management, it's a far cry from the legends you talk about all the time. The likes of the Reeve, Shankleys, Busbys, who got time and were given yes. decades of clubs to make that impact. Yes. Managers now, and Frank Lampard would have known this, I guess, that you've got to deliver straight away. You have probably 18 months to show that you can be a title contending side. So yeah. can Lampard be, have any qualms about being, about being fired? I would think so. I mean, it, 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 don't forget, it, there's a history of Chelsea mm. for getting rid of managers. You know, and it's it's not it wasn't unexpected that after eighteen months that uh, Frank Lampard got the sack. I don't think it was unexpected, uh, but it doesn't mean it's right. You know, I mean, again, it, one of the great examples is Ferguson. Ferguson was three years. Yeah. You know, Klopp was four years. Mm. You know, Klopp was great and great, and he's won the. But he, he, he was four years before he won the trophy, and things weren't going great. But you have to. That's what that's that's what I mean. Clubs have to give uh, a, a time to managers. I think Chelsea is an exceptional club with with Abramovich and has built all his history shows with the managers he got rid of. I mean, I think Ancel- I think Ancelotti won the double for him, didn't he? One year, yeah. And he was, he was off. So I no, I think he I think he was unfairly treated. I think they would should have given him at least till the end of the season. When at you- least. One of the reasons that he ended up going was they spent a huge amount of money during the summer mm. and they aren't in a position where they're challenging for the title. And he never quite settled on a starting eleven. When you look at the options that were there and Tuchel made changes last night, does it look as though it's a squad that this time next year could be and probably should be contending for a title? I think they should be doing a lot better. Nathan, than, 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 than think, I think Frank should have been doing better than he was doing. But you'd have to ask again... Did he buy the players? Did mm. he spend the money on the players? You know? Yeah, well, he didn't. But, and I guess Tuchel will dealer is the thing, that you've got to work with whatever players that land on your desk. Well, well, he's, he's taken over. The, the, like, in other words, he had no say over mm. the last 18 months on who was there. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so, like, Frank would be blamed for the amount of money that was spent in the summer. No doubt about that. Look at the money he spent in the summer, and they're not doing anything. You know, that, that's one of the reasons he'd be, he'd be sacked. But uh, uh, I, I would doubt very much uh, whether he bought those players. So, no, there was, he wasn't in charge of it. I mean, Harry Redknapp apparently was in the papers last week, and he said, I'm not so sure Frank actually bought those players. Mm. Now, he's related to him, So he's not saying that off the top of his head, yeah. in my opinion, in the press, Nathan. And it's not unexpected of Abramovich. He's done it before in the time when, when Mourinho was there. He was buying, he brought players in. Yeah. That, that Mourinho, that's what he does. Uh, but if, if it doesn't work out, which this hasn't worked out because the players that he bought haven't done as well for Frank, then the manager gets the blame. 
Now, to be fair as well, like Frank obviously had to put up with that. There's two things you can do in that situation: say, "Well, look, I, they're not my players, and if they don't do well, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the blame for it." Mm. So, what do you do? Do you put up with it and or say, "Look, I'm sorry, I have to leave." Yeah, well, I guess he knew the gig going in because, as you say, there's been any amount of experienced, far more experienced managers yeah. than him who've gone in and haven't yeah. lost. And yeah. you look at Jurgen Klopp over the last week when Liverpool are talking about a centre back, and he's almost distancing himself from the transfers that it's not his final decision as to whether Liverpool brings somebody yeah. in or not. So, well, that was a very telltale mm. thing, Nathan. You know what I mean? Like we all assume with what he's done, the Klopp I'm talking about now, he'd be in charge of it, but he's not. Yeah. You know what he says? Actually, I did. I read that myself. But I thought, God, that's that's with what he's done for the club. You would think he'd be in a position to say, "Well, I want want not, not even ask permission. This is what I need, mm. and expect to get it." That's what happens in clubs. You know, I mean, just to get off that a little bit, I just read read in the paper today that Steve Bruce at Newcastle is obviously under pressure. Yeah, uh, and he's been given uh, another coach. Yeah, Graham Jones. Have you seen that from 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 uh, from Bournemouth? Yeah, right. I'm reading in the paper what Jones is trying to say. I'm going to be neutral, and then well, what's he in there for? You know, I mean, Frank, uh, uh, he's he's the, he's the manager. Yeah, Brucey. You know, Bruce is the manager. So if he wants a new coach in, he should be bringing the coach in. You can't you can't be given like in football then. You can't be given a coach. He's either your man or he's not your man. Yeah. So obviously they're making to look good. So we want a different style of play, and I want to be neutral in it. The new coach is saying, Steve Bryce, I bet you if you asked him, do you want that guy? No way, not in a million years. Right? So the managers don't have the say, and even Klopp, who you would expect, that the owners would say, what do you want? Who hmm. do you want? What do you want? What do you think is best for us? Because the job he's done, done there. That's not the case. And certainly not in Frank Lampard's case. Yeah. But ultimately, he gets the blame. So it's just a totally different job than what it was. Whereas once upon a time, the identification of talent and players and bringing them in was a key part of being a manager. Now, actually, it's the players that are presented with you, no. being a coach to be able to work with them and mould them into the player you want. Yeah, but it always happened, Nathan, to be honest. It always happened uh, with the managers. A very few. Mike Shankly got it. Don Revy in the early days didn't, but because he did his stuff, he did. Uh, you know, the, 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 I think that in, in re- fairly recent times, the man who had it more than anybody else and demanded it, I think, was Alex Ferguson. Mm. And he, he had a director of coach, or whatever, whatever he was called, who he totally trusted and totally did what Ferguson wanted. That's why you, you see the director of football. Now, I don't know whether Newcastle have a director of football, but director of football is the director's director of football. You know? Yeah. They well, like I think that's maybe control. the difference with Klopp is that with Michael Edwards, who's in charge of the transfers, that he has such a strong relationship that when he identifies a player, that yes. if, it's with, if it's the right thing for the club, then Liverpool will go and do it. Whereas yeah, but actually... He to, he, yeah, but he, it has to be Klopp's judgment mm. if he's the right player for the club. You see, what happens in a lot of places, oh, no, 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 we don't agree. Director of football, no, I don't agree with that. and it, You don't get it, you know what I mean? So what Klopp is saying, even now, after what he's done... I have to get permission to yeah. get that player. You know what I mean? I have to go by the board, and they can say, no, 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 we're not giving you the money for that. Now, that's, that's tying his hands, right? Because mm. if he don't get the money for it, if he doesn't get the money from the club, he's not going to get the player that he wants. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I know it's a different subject, and you probably, I, I don't want the ball people no, talking no, no, about. No, no, no. But, I, but I, it's very important, you know, yeah. that, 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 that there's, there's lads there who, who go into jobs, and I think uh, Frank would have known the position he was in, would think, well, I can work around it, right? But yeah. ultimately, he, take, he pays the price for it. He takes responsibility for it. Because very few, Frank can't say now, now hang on, lads, I didn't buy those players mm. in the summer. Because a lot of people as part say, well, well, then you shouldn't have stayed. That, that's the way it works, or doesn't work, in, in the case with, 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 with Frank Lampard and, and a few other players, even Klopp, who you would imagine that the, 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 the owners would say, whatever you want to do, we're going to do it. Yeah. And if Klopp can't do it, what chance have all the other managers got? Yeah. Um, uh, we're short in time, so we'll, we'll come back to Manchester City next week because they're going to be there and thereabouts uh, for yeah. the rest of the season now that they move to the top of the league. But I did, considering how well they're doing at the moment, want to just touch on West Ham and David yeah. Moyes. They're up to fourth in the Premier League. Uh, Moyes has really been through the ringer over the last six years since he went to Manchester United. It didn't work out. Yes. As, a, as, a, as a man has taken a huge amount uh, over the last while, but he's done a heck of a job at, at a club that has been a bit of a basket case in recent times. Yeah, I think he's been allowed to do it, and he's been given time to do it. Uh, I mean, he did a terrific job at, uh, at Everton. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't think he was ever sort of out of the top four when they weren't spending the line. He's done a really solid job, uh, and Manchester United was, was uh, a mistake for him. There's no doubt about that, Nathan. Uh, uh, and, and West Ham, West Ham had him before and let him go. Yeah, but he's not flashy in any way. He's just solid, and given the time, and, and that's what he's the, the time to do what he's done at West Ham. He's definitely turned him around, and and and, and he's, I think he's up in fourth place now, which which would be a miracle really if they did finish there. But to be out of trouble, don't forget they were every season before he went there, they were relegation candidates. Mm. Now he's done a big job, a good, a solid job. Got players in. Moving Antonio up front has been a huge uh, plus for him, Nathan. Where he was playing wide on the on on the wings, and now now as a, a centre forward, strong lad, he's really really come good for him. Mm. Uh, another area of real strength is the middle of midfield, where they brought in Thomas Sauchek, and maybe even a slight change in transfer policy, where they brought in Sauchek and Soufal. Not glamour signings, but actually players who could do a real good job for them. But Again, playing in midfield alongside Declan Rice, who uh, oh, yeah. every time you watch him, he yeah. really does look, look like he's the real deal. I think he's the best midfield player in in the Premiership. Right. The, the best all-round uh, player. I mean, you've got De Bruyne in that, who's brilliant at what he does. Mm. Uh, and, 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 but he's not, he's, he's not com- controlling the game in the way that, uh, that, 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 that he is. You know, he's, he's defending well, he's, he's attacking well. He's using the ball well. I mean, he's a beautifully balanced lad for his size. I mean, I, I, I think I said at the start of the season, Nathan, if I'd have been Manchester City, I would have bought him. I'd have paid whatever they wanted as a centre-back. Yeah. Now, as it happens, City are doing well as a centre-back. Now, I think Diaz and Stones are actually doing very, very well. Uh, but, if, if, you know, I, I think if you're seeing what he's seeing, we're seeing of him mm. in the middle of the field, if he went to the back, he'd, he'd stroll through it. Yeah, he, he, I think he's the best all-round midfield player in the Premiership. He's excellent. His attitude is great. He's, he's control. He can deliver the ball. He can do all sorts. I think he's a really top and a good lad as well.
he'd be wasted at the back at this stage, well, considering yeah, the talents he has. But I'm talking about Man City, mm. who have loads of money, yeah. and, and and could afford to have a player like that uh, in the in the team, in the squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're but lo- certainly at West Ham, they have to play him at midfield. He, yeah. he would be uh, he would be a loss to them, and to playing at the back, no doubt. It does uh, sort of reverse back then to Chelsea because Frank Lampard, it seemed, was very keen to bring him back to Chelsea where he had started out in the academy and there was a bit of embarrassment around Chelsea that they might have to go and spend 50, 60 million on a yeah. player that they let go. But yeah. when you're looking at Rice during the summer, and you'd have to expect, given the history of West Ham, that he will go during the summer, you're expecting him to go to one of those real top-tier clubs and, and fit in comfortably. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I said Manchester City, you don't get any... Um, even Manchester anybody that could afford him I could take him as a midfield player but also if you, if you needed uh, like in the summer Manchester City definitely maybe in the future will need a, a, a player at the back I would have gone for him but if I was playing for any, any, the other, any other team man, I think he'd be brilliant for Manchester United in the middle of the field right. for anybody in the middle of the field you, but, but anybody who's looking for a, a, a back four player, central defender player, he'd be my, he'd be my man. He's still only 22. He's just turned 22. And when you look at his development over the last couple of years as a midfielder, as somebody who can control the game, is, who can go box to box, mm-hmm. have you seen a, a, a... Is it a surprising level of improvement, how, how good he's got over the last year or so? Yeah, well, well looking at him as a younger lad, uh, Nathan, he, he, he's, he's improved... Immensely, I wouldn't have seen it in him two or three years ago. I always thought he was a good player, but again, as you say, he's only twenty-two. Uh, you know, he, 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 he's got that experience, bit of experience behind him now, and the confidence, uh, the mentality, the physical aspects of it. Like he's just a, a, a top-class player, and again, in my opinion, I think he's the, he's the best all-round midfield player in the Premiership. If only he'd stayed playing for Ireland, John. Yeah, only John. If only, yeah, yeah. Him and Grealish. Uh, yeah. What might have been our conversations around Ireland would be very, very different, I suspect, for the next yeah. few years, John. Yeah. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the game tonight. And you, Dayton. Thanks again. Bye bye. John Giles, as always, on a Thursday evening here on Off the Ball. And if you want to hear John, just subscribe to the John Giles podcast. Get onto the OTB Sports app and you get that whenever you want us. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power New normal, same old football Paddy Power Gamble responsibly, gamblingcare.ie The OTB Podcast Network With Green Farm on the go Snack smart with 100% natural Protein powered chicken bites 